Hey everyone and welcome to Age of Reason. Today's episode 64. I'm JC and we're going to talk about climate change today. So there's an article I found online. Uh, I can't remember where it comes from actually, but it says the age of stability is over and coronavirus is just the beginning. So I think uh, the coronavirus is kind of a good dress rehearsal. Uh, it affected millions of people. Economies have shut down completely. Oh, not completely, let's be honest there, but partially. And you can see that the damage that it did. Whilst coronavirus will eventually pass, the climate crisis will only become more pronounced, warns Wolfgang Knorr, senior research scientist at Lund University. Humanity has only recently become accustomed to a sta stable climate. For most of its history, long ice ages punctuated with hot spells alternated with short warm periods. Transitions from cold to warm climates were especially chaotic, yes, but the speed, the rate at which those events happened was not so fast. Uh, some, most of these events, they took 100, 200,000 years to kind of unfold. It was gradual change and life on the planet could adjust to those changes for most of the time, okay? So unless it's really a catastrophic change, then no. But we're changing the atmosphere, composition of the atmosphere so rapidly right now that the changes that usually took 100,000 years perhaps, they now happen in 10 years or 20 years. So instead of many generations, within one generation now. And that's why it's worrying. Then about 10,000 years ago, which was roughly the last ice age, uh, the Earth suddenly entered into a period of climate stability modern humans had never seen before. But thanks to accelerating emissions of carbon dioxide and other greenhouse gases, humanity is now bringing this period to an end. The loss of stability could be disastrous. I would say would be disastrous. We, we know it will be. We're, we're doing everything possible to head in that direction right now. If the coronavirus pandemic can teach us anything about the climate crisis, it's that. Our modern interconnected global economy is much more vulnerable than we thought, and we must urgently become more resilient and better prepared for the unknown. So this is absolutely true. When the coronavirus started, let's say, started spreading out of China towards other parts of Asia and then eventually Europe and the US, what I said at the time is that, wow, look at all these countries. They are completely unprepared for something like that. The beds were immediately filled, there were not enough beds, not enough ventilators, and all the panic started. Absolutely unprepared for something like that. But imagine if the coronavirus was 10, 100, 1000 times worse. Instead of having, I don't know how many infected there are right now, uh, as of this moment, let's say, um, you know, let's put it up a little bit to 10 million people infected right now in the world. Well, imagine if that was not 10 million people, but one 100,000 million people or a billion people, the healthcare industry would simply not be able to cope with such an amount. After all, a cyber climate underpins much of modern civilization. About half of humanity depends on stable monsoon rains for food production. And so, thanks to climate change, these monsoon areas are sometimes changing and the period is also changing. So it might come a week earlier or a week later, and that can have very, very drastic uh, effects on the agriculture there. Mega agricultural plants need certain temperature variations within a year to produce a stable crop. And heat stress can damage them greatly. 
We rely on intact glaciers or healthy forest soils to store water for the dry season. Heavy rains and storms can wipe out the infrastructure of whole regions and these type of extreme events, the frequency is likely to increase as we have a warmer climate. So they mentioned here a couple of things that, that will happen with increased temperatures. So for example, the uh, heat waves, of course. So people kind of, you know, they, they think like long, like breathing problems, like asthma, etc. That's That's from climate change and that's true. That's from pollution. Uh, but heat wave is kind of the obvious one. It's getting hotter, so we get heat waves. So what happens here is that there was a, in 2018, there was a prolonged, uh, drought that hit Europe and decimated the potato harvest in the region. Temperatures in the native Germany, so of that uh, writer, recorded record highs in a summer that was drier and hotter than many parts of Mediterranean. Climate models have predicted Europe's most extreme heat increases would occur in Greece, Turkey and the Ukraine, so the odds of such a heat wave seemed impossibly low. And yet, only one year on, in 2019, Western Europe was struck by another impossible heat wave in Germany, with temperatures reaching 40 degrees Celsius, the re uh, which is insane, okay? I mean, I'm dying when it's like 25 outside. I, I'm really, really bad with heat, So, but, but 40 is like extreme, okay? Uh, the record of the previous year was broken twice. Even in the Netherlands, known for its cool sea breeze, even at peak summer, peak temperatures exceeded a searing 39 degrees Celsius. And so here they mentioned the huge wildfires in, in Australia. So of course, uh, at the beginning of the year, uh, 2020, we saw that there was this uh, photo from the space station as well, pretty much like Australia just looked on fire, literally every, everywhere was on fire. So a large part of Australia forests are concentrated in the southeast of the country. This valuable ecosystem evolved with fire Okay, so fire was necessary for the evolution, but not too much fire. That's what we're talking about here. And thus is supposed to burn frequently. In these natural fires, typically 1 to 2% of the area is consumed by flames. Okay, so fires natural, but they're supposed to consume only 1 to 2% of the area. In reality, what happens is that so the uh, models, including that one he was working on himself, did predict a large increase in bushfire activities in the forests, but they predicted that that activity would happen towards the end of the century. The model certainly did not foresee that megafires wiping out as much as 20% of these forests would strike as early as 2020. Uh, so I just want to point out here that this is not entirely true. So I did a bit of research on that. And what, what I found was a few pieces which I thought would be relevant here. Uh, this is a collection of, you know, Australia's mean temperatures each year. It actually goes all the way up. I cropped the picture here because we don't really need it. Uh, but it's from 1910 to 2020, more or less. You can see the progression here. It's kind of yellowish and green even. So green is good. Yellow is warning sign. Red is bad. So you can see the trend here that it's getting, especially over here, it's getting more orange here in 2005 and it goes on until 2013 now we start to see red spots and that actually carries on for quite a while until we reach all the way up here 2019 and we have major red spots so the models did predict that a little bit you just have to read these models you have to look at that 
Uh, there's another one here. So Australia's severe bushfire season was predicted and will be repeated, inquiry told. Uh, so this actually comes... Oh yeah, so the forecasts that were made in the middle of 2019 accurately predicted that. So this was a more kind of actual prediction about half a year before it happened. And Australian government did not listen because the Australian government right now, the, the guy in charge, I forget his name, I forget his name, but he's a Pentecostal, Pentecostal guy. So, you know, he believes in all that Christian nonsense that, you know, the rapture is going to, etc., the Pentecostal church, I've been there once. Look, it's crazy. It's like they completely cherry-pick the Bible. Uh, they start like jumping and shouting on the stage. It's all kind of like a kumbaya moment. Uh, this is not the type of people you want in charge of things at all. So it's worrying because there is a global apathy towards the fires in Australia is a scary portent for the future. So I was posting a lot of articles at the time of the fires. And I saw like on other pages as well, people were posting about it. But in general, there was kind of this general apathy, like, oh, it's in Australia, it's far away, it doesn't concern us, even though uh, there was an international effort made to contain those fires. There were people from the UK there, etc. There was a plane that crashed, I think, with the UK people in it. So, yeah. Uh, but the global apathy, not just towards climate change, but towards other key issues right now, that, that really, really worries me. And I don't know how to talk to apathetic people because they don't care. I don't know how you talk to a person who doesn't care at all. I don't know what to say to that person. Also, it was extremely sad, of course, because Australia bushfires, the so number of animals feared dead source to over 1 billion. So again, I don't think people can imagine this, this number very well. Uh, over a billion animals perished in the fires because, you know, they were trapped by the fire. The fire spreads very quickly. Uh, there is like smoke inhalation, etc. Uh, I really, really don't think people realize the toll of that. I don't, uh, you know, we, we always kind of picture humans like, oh, yeah, if like one billion people died, oh, we would definitely take action. One billion animals die and uh, it's like, who cares, you know. Uh, and again, we, we're talking about people, uh, again, I, about apathy. These are people who don't care. So again, I don't know how to communicate with people who don't care. Uh, so this one is uh, one of many pictures. This was uh, German tourists taking a selfie in uh, Sydney while wearing a face mask due to heavy smoke. So, you know, they, these are the people, I need my haircut. Where, where's my sports on TV? These are the type of people and they're extremely selfish and I don't know how to talk to these people at all. So this is a good example here. It's smoke. Uh, it's really not the time to visit Sydney at all. But, you know, my selfie is more important. My Instagram account. My, my fans need me. My fans. Uh, as if you're somebody really relevant to the world. Uh, this was another picture taken in Australia. I, I actually showed this picture a while ago, a few weeks ago. So this is a Bondi Beach in, in Sydney also. Uh, this is not a doctored picture. This is smoke that you see on the picture. That's why it looks so white. And it didn't stop all these people there to go to the beach. So despite the risks, uh, you know, despite the smoke, etc. We have to go to the beach. We have to surf. God damn it. So while all of that is happening, 
this is an, a picture I found again interesting and relevant. So we're destroying natural habitats as well. So the fires are the fires, yes, but we're also a very actively ravaging natural habitats of, of uh, you know, the critters that live there. And so this is a good picture here. So we have cut trees in a truck and uh, animals walking behind mourning the loss of the uh, ecosystems. And in fact, you can see here, there's no trees left. So only over there, like in the corner here somewhere. And that's what we're doing to the planet everywhere, not just the forests, but the oceans as well. So the, the other problem they mentioned here is the locusts. Uh, so what happened here is that uh, the IPCC predicted yield drops uh, of about 10% of more, uh, but they, uh, they, they ignored the locust uh, thing. So what happened here is that at the end of 2019 and the beginning of 2020, the Arabian, the Arabian Peninsula experienced much wetter weather than normal, uh, likely owed to ocean warming. Yeah, no kidding. This created conditions that enabled numbers of desert locusts to explode. This unusual event was followed by another, a storm that shifted most of this locust army, now several hundred billion strong, I really doubt people can picture that, to East Africa. In Kenya, it became the worst such outbreak for more than 70 years. With the rainy season just arrived and seeds sown for the next cropping season, it is feared that continued breeding of the locusts will create a second wave that will be far worse than the first. Uh, climate scientists tend to, fo uh, tend to focus on the slow changes of the climate change prediction, but the weather ha is becoming so chaotic that they, they're unable to keep up. The models are just going out of whack and, and it's very difficult. We only have very superficial understanding of how vulnerable our modern society is to climate chaos and unexpected climate-related events. That's certainly true. And the final part here is instead of seeing the climate problem as one felt by next generations, we need to start focusing on what would happen tomorrow or next year. To do that, we must understand, appreciate and acknowledge the vulnerability of modern society and address this vulnerability at its core. So this is true, but again, I remind you, we have to fight global apathy right now. This is one of the major, major enemies right now. People who are apathetic, who don't care, the people who shut their eyes, close their ears and shout, you know, I need, where's my haircut and where's my sports on TV? Why am I not getting a third fridge in the house where I can't satisfy my fans on Instagram? So these are the people who are really enemies right now to the world and they oppose change. They likely vote against change too. So yes, absolutely. We have to be very wary of them. And we have to continue speaking out. Sometimes on my Facebook page, people come and complain. Oh, you're talking too much. My feed is like swamped with your posts and something. Yeah, because it's time to speak up right now. Now is not the time to stay quiet at all. Now is the time to start conversations and, you know, spread education and information out there. So, yeah, I will continue doing that. If you want to think I'm an asshole for that, then sure. Fine, whatever, whatever floats your boat. But I mean, I'm gonna fight until while well, we still have a fighting chance here. All right, that's all I wanted to say today. Uh, thank you for watching, and I will catch you next week. Bye bye.